we're bringing you a real raw authentic episode on the you network the network powered by true to you we touch base on important news that's affecting not only our communities but societies as a whole we also speak on long and short-term effects of mental health as well we also are here to help people get back to understanding self it is important for people to know their worth know who they are know that there are limitless possibilities to becoming the successful individual that we all look to become let's start practicing greatness and gain the understanding that the only limit in life is you welcome to the you network what is going on everybody out there what is going on it is royalty in the building that's right it's royalty in the building once again i want to Shout out all my followers, shout out all my supporters, my listeners. Thank you for taking the time out to grace me with your presence. I very much appreciate it. Um, I'm going to start today off like I always do. Got a nice little quotation for y'all here. Um, Acknowledging the unproductive thoughts and ineffective behavior that you've tried to ignore can be uncomfortable. But stepping out of your comfort zone and choosing to proactively address bad habits will skyrocket your ability to create long-lasting change. Again, acknowledging the unproductive thoughts and ineffective behavior that you try to ignore can be uncomfortable. But stepping out of your comfort zone and choosing to proactively address bad habits will skyrocket your ability to create long-lasting change. Next, you know where I'm coming from. The KJV the holy bible coming to you with philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god and the peace of god which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus i'm gonna read that one too one more time be careful for nothing But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to talk today on the 22nd rule. Learning to turn bad habits into good ones by minimizing barriers to change. When I say 22nd, I'm not talking about two and two. 20 seconds, like an actual timer, like... 20 seconds off the clock. Uh, I want to talk about the 20 second rule. Learning to turn bad habits into good ones by minimizing barriers to change. Sustaining lasting change often feels impossible because our willpower is limited. And when willpower fails, we fall back on our old habits and succumb to the path of least resistance. This principle shows us how, by making small energy adjustments, we can reroute the path of resistance and replace bad habits with good ones. Again, let's learn how to reroute the path of least resistance and replace bad habits with good ones. If I were to tell you that smoking cigarettes is not a great source of vitamin C, would you be surprised? Or even if I said watching hours of reality television would dramatically raise your IQ? Probably not. We all know that we should exercise, sleep eight hours, eat healthy, and be kind to others. This common knowledge makes doing these things easier. Of course not. In life, I'm starting to understand that knowledge is our biggest battle. 
With no action, knowledge becomes meaningless. To be excellent, we can not only think and feel excellent, we must also act excellent. The follow-through action is typically the hardest part. That's why we end up in situations where we can go to the doctor and they know the importance of dieting and exercising better than anybody. But yet at least 44% of them are overweight. It's why some organizational group rules are often messy. Some religious leaders can be blasphemous and why even more positive psychologists aren't happy all the time. Positive habits are hard to keep. No matter how much logical sense they make. When we feel committed to positive change, sustaining it for any length of time can seem nearly impossible. If our brains have the capacity to change, as we now know they do, why is changing our behavior so hard? And also, how can we make it easier? Humans are prone to habit. It's because we are mere bundles of habits that we are unable, I'm sorry, that we are able to automatically perform Many of our daily tasks, from brushing our teeth first thing in the morning to setting the alarm clock right before we climb into bed at night. Habits are so automatic that we rarely stop and think about the enormous role they play in shaping our behavior and, in fact, our lives. Just think if we had to make conscious choices about every little thing we had to do all day. We would likely be overwhelmed by breakfast. Who wants to take basic duties and debate the pros and cons of them, given our natural tendency to act out of habit? Could the key to sustaining positive change be to turn each desired action into a habit so that it would come automatically without much effort, thought, or choice? If we want to create lasting change, we should make our nervous system our ally instead of our enemy. Habits are like financial capital. Forming one today is an investment that will automatically give out returns for years to come. Of course, we can all say, this is easier said than done. Good habits may be the answer, but how do we create them in the first place? It's a dose called daily strokes of effort. This is how we rework the term practice makes perfect. Looking further into what we look into the tendency to act, which only becomes effectively ingrained in us in the proportion to the uninterrupted frequency with which the actions actually occur and the brains grow to their use. Habits form because our brain actually changes in response to the frequent practice. I have spoke before on how we've learned that the brain structures and pathways are flexible and elastic. As we progress through our days, learning new facts, completing new tasks, and having new conversations, our brains are constantly changing and rewiring to reflect these experiences. And our brains are billions and billions of neurons interconnected in every which way to form a complex set of neural pathways. The more we perform a particular action, the more connections form between the corresponding neurons. Just remember, cells that fire together, wire together. The stronger the link, the faster the message can travel down the pathway. This is what makes the behavior seem like second nature or automatic. It works the same when we become skilled at an activity with practice. Think about a person that first started juggling. The first time you try juggling, the neural pathways involved are unused, and so the message travels slowly. The more time you spend juggling, the more these pathways get reinforced so that on the eighth day of practice, the electrical currents are firing at a much more rapid pace. This is when you notice that juggling comes easier, requires less concentration, and that you can do it faster. Eventually, you could be listening to music, chewing gum, and having a conversation with somebody all while you're tossing three oranges or whatever up in the air.
The action has become automatic, a habit, cemented into your brain by a solid new network of neural pathways. One thing I can say that we should not rely on is willpower. Anyone who has ever tried to maintain a strict diet has experienced the failure of willpower. We constantly deny ourselves over and over until all of a sudden we can't take it anymore and begin to give in. We tend to think we can go from zero to 60 in an instant, changing or overturning ingrained life habits through the sheer force of will. The reason willpower is so ineffective at sustaining change is that the more we use it, the more worn out it gets. We face a steady stream of tasks that depletes our willpower every single day, which is avoiding the dessert table, whether it can be avoiding the dessert table at the company lunch, staying focused on a computer spreadsheet for hours on end, or sitting through a three-hour meeting, our willpower is consistently being put to the test. So it's no wonder why we so easily give into our old habits. It's the easiest and most comfortable path. As we progress throughout the day, this invisible pull toward the path of least resistance can dictate more of our lives than we realize, creating an imp- impassable barrier to change and positive growth. You don't want to find yourself down the path of least resistance. We will sit up and daydream about future ideas and things that we need to do. Let's just say it starts out thinking about our weekend. Let's just say a Saturday per se. We start to think that we want to go and play ball at the park near the house, then head over to work out with friends, then go with a significant other to a special event that's coming into town. Shoot, we might even get a jump start on activities or homework for school. We all have a number of ideas and things that we can do to energize our days and make us happy. The thing that happens is when that Saturday comes rolling around, we end up doing nothing. Inactivity simply becomes the best option. Even though we all know that this produces boredom, something that we all hate, free time has been shown to be more difficult to enjoy than work. If this sounds hard to believe, just consider being at your job. You know what I mean? Being at your job requires you to use skill, engage mind, and pursue goals, all things that help contribute to happiness. Leisure activities can do this too, but the difference becomes requirement. Leisure activities don't require it. We don't have a leisure supervisor telling us to get up and go play ball with the homies or go get that workout in, causing us to follow the path of least resistance. And that path inevitably leads us to boredom. We are mere bundles of habit, meaning the more we succumb to this path, the more difficult it becomes to change directions from it. We also have to consider that these passive leisures that we fall into that come with boredom, you know, things like watching TV, trolling Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. You know, they offer no kind of reward to us. These activities become of some type of joy for about 30 minutes, then they start draining us of energy. They also become things that fall on our path of distraction. We give things like our emails, social networking, and online shopping so much time that they become part of the problem. Our attention hits a wall every time we stray away and give these things our attention. It's not easy I know, as in today's world, it's so tempting. It's not the sheer number and volume of distractions that gets us in trouble. It's the ease ease of access that we have to them. Technology has made it easier for us to save on time, but has also made it a lot easier to waste it as well. Distractions have become just one click away to lead us down the path of least resistance. So let's talk about redirecting that path. You know what I mean? That path using the 20-second rule. 
It's about taking that extra 20 seconds to put forth some effort into moving towards what you want to do. Taking that extra 20 seconds to give that extra effort to get you through that difficult task. Sometimes we have to use that 20 seconds to make things easier for us to prevent us from avoiding the things that we need and want to do. I can use me, for example. I love working out, but sometimes the gym is just out of reach and I can't quite find the energy to get up and go. So what I did was use a little extra time to fill out an application and apply for a job at the YMCA. Using that extra time has now landed me the position and also put the gym routine with my life every week, no matter what. What I did was essentially put the desired behavior on the path of least least resistance so that it actually takes less energy and effort to get to the gym, seeing as that I'm there already. That's just a little example I can give on using the 20 second rule. What the 20 second rule does is lower the barrier to change by just 20 seconds to help form a new habit. Yes, I know it initially will take more than 20 seconds to make a difference and in some cases it can take less than that. It's the fact that you can apply the rule universally. Lower the activation energy for habits you want to adapt and raise it for habits that you want to avoid. The more we can lower or even eliminate the activation energy for our desired actions, the more we enhance our ability to jumpstart positive change. I once watched a movie called Confessions of a Shopaholic. What she did was froze her credit cards and blocks of ice to physically stop herself from an impulsive buying. This might sound crazy, but putting 10 minutes worth of hair drying and chiseling in between her and her credit cards was enough to stop to stall her troubling habit. Of course, it's a movie and a bit exaggerated, but these are the kinds of things that we have to do to help break habits and keep us on the correct path. Let's say a person watches too much TV. So you find yourself coming home from a long, hard, tired day of work. You don't intend to, but you find yourself stuck watching TV when you get home and eventually end up sleeping or just not being productive in things that you need to get done. So play a trick on yourself. Using a 20-second rule, take the batteries out of the remote and literally walk them 20 seconds across the room or the house. As you find yourself coming in from the house, the remote won't work to turn on the TV, so you know the batteries aren't near, so it starts to break the habit of watching TV and you will find yourself in search of books to read or homework assignments, etc. Anything productive that is around to do to steer you away from that active distraction. You will even start to see yourself doing things that calls for more activation energy than going to retrieve the batteries for the remote. Adding that 20 seconds to your day can help you save three hours of your day. This can happen by First, getting rid of the distractions, getting rid of the shortcuts and the things that help us waste and save time. One big problem we have in today's time is the social networking platform, Facebook. We spend so much time on there just scrolling the timeline and watching videos of what others are doing in their lives. We can prevent this by doing simple things like delete the app off your phone. This helps because in order to access the site, this means we have to go on our internet and get to the web page. Also, unselect the the remember me thing causing us to have to type in our credentials every time we use the site most importantly disable all the notifications for the site we are easily drawn in when we are notified that someone has commented liked shared or interacted with our pages or statuses when we don't know what's going on we aren't as curious to keep looking and watching for the interaction This ultimately cuts time away from the phone, leaving room to find productivity at work, school, and in our everyday lives. The 20-second rule is not just all about altering the time it takes to do things. 
limiting limiting the choices we have to make can also help lower the barrier to positive change. Having too much choice saps our reserves. With every additional choice people are asked to make, their physical stamina, persistence in the face of failure, and overall focus drops dramatically. Every innocuous choice depletes our energy a little further until we just don't have enough to continue with the positive habit we're trying to adopt. For example, about a year ago, I wanted to start doing morning workouts, getting up and at it about four o'clock in the morning. For anybody that has tried doing morning workouts, you know how easy it is to get derailed by too much choice. Every morning when that alarm clock go off, you decide right after hitting the button, do I sleep in a little while longer or should I just get up now? What should I wear this morning when I go to the gym? What gym should I go to? What am I going to work on this morning when I get there? Should I do more cardio or should I do more weight training? By the time you run through all this stuff in your mind, you've already fallen back to sleep. That's something that at least I can say would have happened to me. By By decreasing the choices I had to make, I made it easier to get to the gym. Each day before the night came, I would be sure to have wrote out a plan or where I was going to work out and what areas I was going to focus on. I made sure my bag was packed and I would have my shoes right there on the side of the bed. The last thing I can honestly say, I would sleep in my gym clothes. Of course, the clothes is clean and it would only be, you know what I mean, maybe my compression pants, my shorts, you know what I mean, but I wouldn't have like a a shirt or socks on and my shoes would be on the side of the bed. You know what I mean? What I did was decreased activation energy enough so that when I woke up the next morning all I had to do was roll off my bed and put on shoes and socks and grab my bag and hit the door I made the decision for everything that would disturb my mind in the morning ahead of time and this seemed to work for me eliminating the choices and reducing the activation energy made getting up and going to the gym the default mode what happens is that now I have created a habit out of it ingrained in a positive habit of morning exercises to where I no longer needed to sleep in my clothes you know what I mean? Once the brain gets tipped towards a habit, it'll just naturally keep rolling in that direction, following the path of least resistance. The less energy it takes to kickstart a habit, the more likely that habit will stick. You know, whether you're trying to find your habits at work or at home, the key to reducing choice is setting and following a few simple rules. It's called the second order of decisions. The decisions about when to make decisions. Life like deciding ahead of time when, where, and how I was going to tackle morning workouts. Setting rules in advance can free us from the constant barrage of willpower depleting choices that make a real difference in our lives. If we can make a rule to never drive a car when we have had more than one drink, we eliminate the stress and uncertainty of trying to make a judgment call every time we aren't sure if we're too drunk to drive. Rules become very helpful during the first few days of a behavior change adventure when it's easier to stray off course. The desired action becomes more habitual, we can become more flexible. To shine a little bit more light on that, I want to say, let's let's talk about like a chef. You know what I mean? You would never hear an experienced chef say, I make it a rule to always follow the recipe exactly as it is. Reason being is some of the best dishes are made through creative experiments in the kitchen. But a beginner chef would have to use this rule. By not having experience, a beginner chef can lead right into a, disaster, into a disaster by straying away from the recipe. Rules become very much effective and useful when setting new habits for change. This is one way to help you create the least path of resistance through habit. I speak a lot on different ways that capitalize on the advantage of happiness. Without actually putting these strategies into action, they remain useless. 
The key to their use is to create permanent positive change, create habits that automatically pay, pay dividends without continuous concerted effort or extensive reserves of willpower. The key to creating these habits is ritual, repeated practice, until the actions become ingrained in your brain's neurochemistry. The key to daily practice is to put your desired actions as close to the path of least resistance as possible. Identify the action energy, the time, the choices, the mental and physical effort they require, and reduce it. If you can cut the activation energy for those habits that lead to success, even by as little as 20 seconds at a time, it won't be long before you start reaping their benefits. The first step, metaphorically and sometimes literally, is just to get up and do it. Remember, go and tackle your goals. Create habits. Leave motivation to the side. Motivation does not give you anything to rely on. But when we create habits out of things, they become the norm. They become that thing on the path of least resistance where you don't have to worry about the battle. It just becomes natural. You know what I mean? I want to thank you for tuning in to the U Network. Be sure to subscribe, follow, like, share. As always, feel free to email me at true to you 365 at gmail.com. Again, that's true, number two, U365 at gmail.com with questions, comments, appointment scheduling, whatever. Also, follow my Facebook and LinkedIn page, True to You, for constant updates and daily motivations. As always, let's spread peace, love, prosperity, and most importantly, respect.